3: This is the Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VCN, the Sports Betty Network.
4: Yeah, it is. We got an hour on tap, and it's a good one for you here, the usual crew. Of course, on this Thanksgiving week, Matt Humans. Jonathan Von Tobel, I'm thankful for Matt Humans. I'm thankful to be here today. On time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a wild world out there. Yeah. Chuck Esposito is going to be with us in 30-minute Red Rock Sportsbook director. Give us the uh, down low on what happened over the weekend in the National Football League. Kind of an odd week, right? You know, not really big dominant. In uh, you can almost
5: say that favorites. about every week in the NFL. It's, yeah. There's so many odd things that happen, so many favorites that go down. Really, uh, when is there a normal week in the NFL? It's been a while. It's
4: very true. I know you don't like the P word, so I won't use it, but uh, a lot of these teams seem evenly matched on a week-to-week <laughs> basis. Put it that way. But we do have a matchup later tonight, so let's get to Monday night before we recap the weekend that was. That would be, of course, the New York Giants taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this evening, Matt humans Look ahead here was 12-and-a-half. The line right now, though, 11 with a total of 50 or 49 and a half, depending on where you shop for your number. Uh, circa, one of the shops with that 49 and a half up there. So if you want to bet it over, go ahead and lay that number over there. With that being said, this has been bantied about over the last couple of days. The Buccaneers at home, how good they have been offensively, covering double-digit spreads at home. But overall, losing record against the number. And this seems like a big number for a team that is still pretty beat up defensively.
5: Yeah, they're not just beat up defensively, they're bad nope. defensively even when they're healthy, and that's pretty much been the case all season. I think uh, when you look at this game, the Buccaneers have not won since uh, Halloween. They've lost a couple times, had a bye week, and they're probably uh, desperate to get back on track tonight. But at the same time, uh, I think the Giants are playing a lot better defensively. And the Giants are in their preferred role as road underdogs. You can see the graphic up there, 20-6 and against the spread. Their last 26 as road dogs. Mm It's pretty impressive. There's really no explanation for it. But whether it was Eli or Daniel Jones, a quarterback, the Giants have been better in the road dog role for the past several years. And uh, they covered against the Chiefs uh, the last time out, and that role played well. I thought their defense played well. And uh, tonight, if Saquon Barkley is active like he's expected to be, I think the Giants are getting healthier, and they they should have enough offense to uh, trade shots with the Bucs. I I don't really have an opinion on the total with the number hanging around 50, but I did take 11. Mm With the Giants for a small play, it's also a contest play this week. Mm-hmm. I'm three and one in the contest with the Giants tonight. I think you had a four what do you have a four and one or five uh, and0 oh contest? A week?
4: four and0 oh coming into today. So okay. uh, hopefully I can get the uh, Giants to get in on plus 11, uh, as I took them in the contest as well.
5: you know what my loss was in the contest?
4: Trying to think Don't, let me guess, let me guess, hold on. All right. I know you trying to think of the teams that lost.
5: I'm going to go with you laid 10 with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, you know that's not the case. <laughs> what is. <laughs> I had good info that Kyler Murray was not going to play for the Cardinals. Oh boy! So I took the good number with the Seahawks, <laughs> and that's the third time in like the past uh, what four or five weeks yeah. that you've had five to seven points of closing line value and lost. Yep, I don't know. If twice against the Cardinals. And once with the Vikings against the Cowboys.
4: Yeah, at least you had hey, you got a good number though. Does that make yeah, you feel better? It does not. No, <laughs> does not. no. <laughs> so we're that's not supposed to
5: happen in the NFL. When you get five to seven points of CLV, as you call it, you're supposed to uh, the win more than you lose.
4: Uh, I look, I'm with you. Uh, this is from remember two weeks ago. Is uh, I felt super smart teasing the Vikings up when they were two and a half point underdogs at home against the Cowboys, and I actually needed <laughs> I needed yeah. the points against Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. Uh, to your point too, as we look at this matchup for the uh, Buccaneers defense defensively. Overall, their biggest strength is still their run defense. Up front, they're still extremely stout, right? 22% better uh, than the average run defense in the National Football League by Football Outsiders DVOA metric. And if you look at it uh, from the way this game is being played, because you talk about the total I think if the Giants are going to cover, which I believe they are going to today, I don't think they want this to go over the total, right? I think this needs to be a little bit more of a tighter affair because I don't know if they're matching blows and staying within ten. If this yeah, that's is what like I said, a, I don't yeah. think
5: they can trade shots necessarily, yep. but their defense has played much better in uh, recent weeks, yep. and uh, we saw that against the Raiders, started against the Chiefs, and I think that they can hold the Buccaneers somewhere around twenty-seven points tonight. They got a, a good chance to stay within the number But, besides. So you know, Saquon Barkley's a weapon in the passing game, too. He, they target him a lot out of the backfield. He's not just a, just a running back. He's a lot like Chris McCaffrey in the way he's used in the offense. So Giants are a much better team with him available. And uh, hopefully he's at 100% tonight.
4: Yeah, and the, uh, as you mentioned, the road dog roll for the New York Giants.
5: See if they can pull this off. Doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But it's it's a reliable betting trend. When a team's covered twenty out of twenty six in a road dog roll, you have to pay attention to it.
4: Yeah, and like we, I think that the way you kind of explain it right is usually when you're on the road you're catching two like the home field advantage, a little overvalued, already kind of a relatively poorly rated team as it is, so probably some overflated you know, some inflated numbers for the New York Giants mm-hmm. on the road explaining why they've been so good against the spread. And to the injury report, as we were talking about here, as we know, Antonio Brown uh, is not going to play and uh, Vita Vea is doubtful. So we talk about that run defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, it's a little bit dinged up if Vita Vea is not going to be out there.
5: That's a good point, too, because when uh, Vita Vea went down late in that game against Washington, I said, well, that's going to definitely hurt the Bucs' uh, a run defense. And that was after Washington. Mounted that 11 minute drive to put the game away against Tampa Bay.
4: Yep. So, with that, uh, the weekend that was in the National Football League, like I said, you know, uh, relatively even across the board if you're talking about like favorites and underdogs and spread covers and all those things, no real uh, like the other weekend where the dogs were barking at a whole bunch of outright wins. The biggest outright win, I think, from a money line perspective, would be those Houston Texans getting the win over the Tennessee Titans who were in a really bad spot. And Mike Vrabel looked really sad in the rain getting, you know, all wet. Uh,
5: he's had a lot of. Uh, happy moments in the past yes. uh month and a half or so so uh you know the titans were due for a flat spot and they had it and uh the tech give the texans credit they controlled the game from start to finish at about plus 350 On the money line, I know that was one of your plays you took to 10 points.
4: Yeah, but I think really when you're talking about like big picture stuff and one of the more impactful decisions, and it ties to a really big adjustment in the futures market that we discussed yesterday on the opening lines. So the Indianapolis Colts go into Buffalo and blow out the Bills 41-15 to Uh, bills were seven point favorite the total is 49 and half so the game goes over Colts get the outright win Jonathan Taylor gets five touchdowns this is a team in Indianapolis that after that game for a couple of hours was Mm -hmm. 40 to 1 to win the AFC (laughs) now in the range of 18 to 1 to win the AFC depending I was 40 to
5: one to bet MGM yesterday you and I were talking about it somebody tipped me off to it so uh, we got a bet down on that at 40 to 1 on the Colts to win the AFC right now you would think there's the AFC race looks wide open. Yep, the Patriots are this close to being the number one seed in the AFC. Suddenly, the Buffalo Bills, who were the Super Bowl favorites a week ago, yep. are barely in the bracket in the AFC playoff picture. That's how 17? crazy this. Forty to one's great was great value on the Colts. Unfortunately, that's long gone. We talked about it last night on the show, and uh, it's hard to find numbers like that. The NFC, I believe, is wide open, too, but the NFC's probably got better teams at the top. The AFC's wide open, and uh, the teams aren't quite as good, I would say. Yeah.
4: like We talked about when we did our Super Bowl teams the other day, right, and I picked the Bengals, and I told you, tell me I'm wrong. Like, what's the strong case at the the, the end of the day? And you brought this up at the beginning of last week. If we were to tell you now that it was a Patriots-Colts AFC championship game, Right? Would anybody be insanely surprised by that? Be surprised at all? <laughs> no, not so. at all. Given the way that this conference is shaking out at this point, so uh, from Thule to yeah. By the way, at view from Vegas. You want to look at it? This was one of the early games. Favorites in those early games, five and four straight up, but underdogs, five and four against the spread. Uh, Lions covered every bit of that 12 twelve and a half against the Cleveland Browns. By the way, the noise around Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns getting louder and louder. He's lashing out at fans on social media and. All sorts of rumors about that guy not coming back for Cleveland. That's a fascinating situation when it comes to the future of Cleveland. Because Baker is clearly not healthy. I think he's better than what he's shown. But at the yeah. same time, when you're walking, watching him limp out there and he's got nothing else, mm-hmm. what, the, what the Browns are going to do from a future perspective are absolutely incredible. But uh, it was, a, like I said, an up-and-down day and nothing really uh, moved the needle in terms you of You
5: know, Baker Mayfield's got some ability. I, I think he's probably going to end up starring in more commercials than he does Pro Bowls throughout his career. But, greatest active uh,
4: comedic a- uh, athlete. At
5: this point, so, you, have to, you have to take into account the injuries, why he's playing so poorly. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns probably be better off sitting him down uh, for a while to let him get healthy. Because you got a backup quarterback, we just saw it with the Cardinals. You, you know, you think Kyler Murray means everything to that team, and then Colt McCoy steps in, and leads them to two victories, and plays well. You got the same situation in Cleveland with Case Keenum. So I, I actually believe the uh, Bryans, Browns probably should sit him down a little bit, and they could uh, still win games. In fact, you and I talked about it, there's no drop off to an injured Baker Mayfield to a healthy Case Keenum, right? Absolutely, there really isn't, and. Uh, the Browns' 14-point favorites didn't even score 14 points against the Lions.
4: Right, well, and I think if you're if you're looking at this from Stefanski's standpoint, I think you got to kind of question what, what the thought process is here, right? Like Mayfield's clearly not healthy, and you have what's, consider, I would think, a linear move to your backup quarterback at right. this point right now. I think you're almost holding your team back by rolling him out there on a week-to-week basis. I do, too, but
5: coaches are stubborn like that. They lead the starting quarterback out there and uh, uh, sink or swim with him, and uh, the Browns are going to end up sinking – if they don't get Baker Mayfield a healthy. Yep.
4: Browns 4.5-point underdog next week against the Baltimore Ravens. Total 45.5 or 46.5. So, again, right now you have your pick of totals uh, depending on how you want to attack it
5: for next weekend. You,
4: you know, you be hear a lot of people, numbers.
5: JVT, talking about are the Patriots for real? Yeah. And some of those same people have believed in the Browns. all over. The Patriots just beat the Browns by 38 points last week. wasn't even close, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's, time, it's time for some of those... Uh, to believe in the Patriots.
4: So, quarterback injuries uh, to monitor, right? We talk about Baker Mayfield, clearly not healthy. Uh, also, not healthy, and uh, someone who aggravated apparently a toe injury that he's been suffering from. Yeah. That would be Aaron Rodgers for next week. So, Packers uh, end up losing in dramatic fashion to the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. So now next week, uh, it's another big contest. They're one-point favorites at home against Los Angeles Rams. Totals 48-and-a-half. Uh, one spot right now on the screen, flashing pick, that would be Circa. Uh, so this is a one where I would not be surprised if by the time we reach Tuesday with no official news on Rodgers, if the Rams are about a one-point favorite or so. Uh, but by the time we get to Sunday where this game ends up, is going to be pretty fascinating because we've received no indication that Rodgers isn't going to play But it's just that he aggravated that toe injury. And still, by the way, averaged 11 yards per attempt and threw a couple touchdowns.
5: Yeah, I think uh, circa being a pick right now is telling you that the uh, bookmakers there believe it's 50-50 that Rodgers is going to play.
4: Yep. BetMGM, king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 Moneyline Wager on either New York or Tampa Bay, and if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if either New York or Tampa Bay scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire in seven days from issuance. please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada all right come back we have plenty left of football left to get to Chuck Esposito joins us in 15.
6: Those are the most obvious. But let's say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is The Edge on v the sports betting network.
4: VSIN Black Friday offers here right now when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special. You'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at Slash subscribe. Did you witness the tragic event that happened over the weekend? Isaiah Stevens not being, or excuse me, Isaiah Stewart not being able to get a Isaiah lick in on Stewart was is mad.
5: When when was the last time you were as ticked off as Isaiah Stewart was at LeBron? Uh, probably that Chargers
4: Browns game in which the Browns uh, had 500 yards of offense, no turnovers, and uh, we're on the wrong <laughs> end of a what was it a three eighty two and O trend or something like that. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think you're as yeah. mad as Isaiah
5: Stewart. I've, uh, it's been a while since I've seen somebody that ticked off. Uh, he wanted a piece of LeBron, and uh, I tell you what: if, while we're putting together all these celebrity boxing matches, a lot of them are irrelevant. Nobody cares about. How about Isaiah Stewart, LeBron James? I'll watch that one. I'll tell you who I'll make the favorite too. Okay, well, it's, uh, it's not the fake tough guy for the Lakers.
4: I was going to say because there are odds up, of course. So, uh, what would you make the price? Because we do have a price
5: out there at a uh, faraway shop. I'm making Isaiah Stewart at least uh, minus, five, minus $5.
4: So, I agree with uh, the fact that Isaiah Stewart should be the favorite.
5: Uh, LeBron James, minus two thirty. No, nah, no chance. Uh, <laughs> give ridiculous. me the plus price. If you put those guys in a cage, one dude's walking out and it's not LeBron. He he ran over like
4: six people <laughs>
5: trying to get
4: through <laughs> that. that was a, that was an incredible yeah. showing,
5: uh, yeah.
4: And LeBron, according to Sean Sharon, actually reached out, uh, tried to get his phone number. Yeah, I bet he did. He, he doesn't <laughs>
5: want to He don't want to be on that guy's <laughs> bad side. I,
4: I wouldn't <laughs> either. Uh, when the dude goes yeah. into the. Uh, when he goes back into the arena because he knows uh-huh. it's a circle and is sprinting to try to get out through the other <laughs> side to get a piece of you. Uh, yeah, I think that dude is not to be messed with, not to be trifled with. Um, <laughs> so we, had, uh, we got a lot of games on the board today in the NBA. I think there's some pretty interesting situations unfolding from where the numbers are going, humans, and uh, we'll get two in best bets to talk about it at length. Uh, but I wanted to point this out and get your thoughts on this one. That's in Cavs. So nets right now are six point favorite with a total of two oh eight. This opened up seven and a half in favor of uh, the Brooklyn Nets. It's down to five and a half at one shop. So this is steadily moving toward Cleveland. If you look at the injury report, uh, there is nobody of note on the injury report. Now it is kind of lengthy for Brooklyn, but we're talking about Bruce Brown, uh, Nick Claxton, and Joe Harris, who are key role players that are not going to be available mm-hmm. for the Brooklyn Nets today. James Harden's still going to be out there. Kevin Durant's still going to be out there. And now, you know, we're steadily moving in favor of Cleveland, despite the fact that we know that Evan Mobley's not going to play. G.D. Osman's not going to play. We know that Colin Sexton's out, right? It's pretty interesting the uh, market. Colin Sexton is out for the year, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, like, it's pretty interesting the market support here for Cleveland, even though you still get the two stars out there. And when these two teams met last time around in Brooklyn, they were laying a higher number. So, it's pretty fascinating to see at this point right now, hmm. like the market's lack of support for Brooklyn. Last time they played, they barely got by Orlando, but Kevin Durant didn't play. So, maybe it's a play against the fact that Kevin Durant's sh- uh, shooting shoulder is still a little injured. But it is pretty fascinating to see this, like, one way action in favor of the Cleveland Cavaliers.
5: Yeah, I can't explain it.
4: Can't Did it you out. play it? Uh,
5: no, I didn't okay. at all.
4: And, well, I mean, if we're getting down to like five and a half, like if it's going to be five and a half readily available, I, there's, at one point it's going to be too much to, turn, to pass up, you know what I mean, in terms of, of value there on the, or excuse me, on the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And they haven't been that good. They haven't been covering numbers, but they've been laying like much bigger numbers than this if you look at it. When they played Cleveland at home, uh, let's see, five days ago, they were a ten-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Now they're down to five and a half on the road against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So pretty interesting to see what this happened. But they haven't covered a number since that Oklahoma City game on November 14th. Uh, the other that is worth talking about here, because, it, again, it's a deep slate, and there's a lot of movement on a lot of these numbers. Uh, but it is worth talking about when you look at this. The uh, What do we have up there next for this? Oh, Charlotte and Washington. That's what I have in my notes right here. So Washington, 4.5 with a total of 15, uh, two 15 and a half right now. A rematch of a couple of days ago when the Charlotte Hornets needed a, a massive third quarter to beat up on the Washington Wizards. But as we talked about, right, the theory for me last week, which was I think the Washington Wizards are going to start to fall down the standings a little bit. Well, on Saturday, I played on that theory, and it did not work out. Miami had a 10-point lead with 440 left to go, and they ended up losing that game by three. Mm-hmm. So the, <laughs> uh, I love basketball. It doesn't irritate me in any way whatsoever. Uh, and you know what was more irritating about this? I've mentioned multiple times is the Wizards, uh, one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. They went four of six from three-point range in the fourth quarter to mm-hmm. win that game. So, of course, that's how they lose. That's how I lose that bet, right? Uh, but they're taking on Charlotte here, four and a half. Total, again, like I said, 215. And Charlotte got the best of them. It was 112 to 97. They couldn't stop them in terms of tra- – excuse me, 97 to 87. Uh, that was the heat game. Couldn't stop them in transition. They're a better three-point shooting team. The rim, the rim defense is actually really bad for the Washington Wizards. And, again, the Hornets in that matchup, 21 to 31 with four feet of the basket. So – The market's still in favor of Washington, but again, I would caution that uh, I think the Wizards almost Titans-esque when it comes to, you know, good record, but the substance isn't really there, and I think we're going to start to see that exposed. Oh, they've been a great home team. Yeah, they have. I think uh, right now, according to this, we got them at 7-1 against the spread at home this year. It's been pretty good. They've been absolutely fantastic. And then last one, this is mainly just narrative-based, but the uh, Luke Walton era is over. You did not like the video of the fan puking on the sideline in the Kings-Jazz game. Did he
5: get the news that Luke Walton was fired and it made him sick or what happened? I think
4: he's watching Kings basketball. I mean, I would assume that if you're a courtside fan in a Kings game, you've been watching basketball for quite a while in Sacramento, maybe just had enough and just hurled all over the court.
5: Yeah, that was uh, not a video I wish you had sent to me uh, yesterday. You don't like that stuff, huh? huh? Does that stuff get to you? No, it doesn't Uh. really get to me, but I didn't really need to watch (laughs) the guy puking all over the place. Uh, while I was watching NFL games, hey, check out this video. Uh, I can see this. <laughs> no, there was a, the there okay. was a warning in the tweet. There uh, was a warning in the tweet. I'm surprised Luke Walton lasted this long. Right. I, I didn't think there was any chance he'd make it through last season. So, how do you think it changes the way you're going to handicap the Kings going forward without him as coach? I mean, I think it's a positive.
4: I, I like. I wrote about this in the NBA guide. This should be a team that is competing at least for a in spot. Like they have a lot of good talent. They have a loaded backcourt, right? They have really good offensive pieces. De'Aaron Fox, Rashawn Holmes and company. Like, there's a lot to like. Harrison Barnes is having a really good year. But they've been insanely inconsistent. And you go back to last year, they, w- they had that stretch where they won 10 out of 11 games, covered nine of those. They were mm-hmm. playing extremely well, followed it up with an 0-8 stretch, right? And this is what they've been doing under Luke Walton. It's been insanely inconsistent. And I think Alvin Gentry is a really good coach. It was weird that he got a short stick in New Orleans. Clearly, that's not working out because Griffin doesn't know what he's doing over <laughs> with the Pelicans. Right, But I think Gentry makes teams better when he's there, and I think you're going to see the Kings. I think they're a much better team. And this is up, too, by the way. I mean, the market, we're talking about open to 2.5. Uh, now we're up to 3.5 in favor of the Sacramento Kings against Philly. So. And Philly's shorthanded. Like, there's still nobody showing it. Tobias Harris has his injury. Joel Embiid, Matisse Thibel, uh still haven't been available. Excuse me, Danny Green haven't been available for them. Since Joel Embiid's been out, the second worst defensive rating in the NBA, Philadelphia really? 76ers. Yeah. Hasn't really worked out for him. So, we'll see if the Alvin Gentry era is worth it. But the market at this point right now, at least in support of the Kings in this spot, and I know a lot of people situationally, Is it? do you call it the fallen star theory? What do you call Luke Walton?
5: I would not, it's I I would think not think call it's that it's just, the fired coach, <laughs> I don't the fired think it's coach there. Usually you get a surge by a team after uh, the coach is fired. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Uh, we've, uh, we've got the Maui Invitational mm-hmm. at Mandalay Bay tipping off today. I know Wes Reynolds from vcent is out there tweeting photos from the court. Uh, I'm going to try to make it out there uh, tomorrow and uh, Wednesday. Uh, but there's an interesting game about to tip off, Butler and Houston with a Houston a 10, 10-and-a-half point favorite. I was trying to get some info from Wes on who's going to be on the court for the Bulldogs because Butler's this been missing a couple of key guys. 10 it's, seems like a lot. It seems like too big of a number, but if Butler's not a full strength I can't play that, that was one one side I hoped to play today, but uh, didn't get the information on that, so can't play it. I think St. Mary's Notre Dame in the late game tonight is uh, intriguing. I haven't really pegged how good this uh, Notre Dame team is, but you love Randy Bennett in situations like this. Yep. In these tournament situations where you have very little prep time because he's such a good coach, I'm thinking about playing St. Mary's, number eight fifty-five, on a rotation tonight, and it looks like money is uh, moving that way at a couple, a uh, couple books. But that's a possible play tonight in college hoops, and a big one Tuesday night. Are you going to make it out? I'm going to try.
4: There's uh, there's so much going on. I know I'm going to UNLV on Wednesday, and I think uh, if. Barring any unforeseen humans coming into my life, I think Tuesday I will be. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be heading out. Uh,
5: Gonzaga, yep. UCLA, Tuesday night. I'm going to head out to that game, and I'm uh, interested to see what the opening number is going to be in that one. I think Gonzaga is going to be a short favorite of around three points. But you know, both those teams play tonight. It's a very quirky thing. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga plays tonight against Central Michigan, and you would think, well, maybe I should take the 34 with Central Michigan tonight until you look and see how god-awful Central Michigan is. <laughs> and then you want no piece of that side. And then uh, UCLA is a 22-point, 23-point now, home favorite over Bellarmine. And uh, that's another bad team. So it's, it's very odd where those teams play tonight on their home court and then uh, play again tomorrow night in uh, Vegas.
4: I'll tell you right now, because usually this is a pretty good indicator, and it's why that Butler number stuck out, right? Because, stuck out because you know that's ten. The Ken Palm projection was Houston seven, right? Uh, if it's anywhere near the
5: number, we're going to get Gonzaga in the range of a six-point favorite okay. in that game against UCLA. I thought it would be three and a half, four, but I, I think there's right now the, the computer numbers are very strong for Gonzaga.
4: They are. Well, and look, we talked about that with Texas, right? Projected ten-point win over the Longhorns and. But that it was also a home court game in yep.
5: Spokane, and this is a neutral court game, and uh, you definitely have to factor that into the number.
4: Yeah. ninety-three sixty-one by the way, projected score for Gonzaga against Central Michigan. I'll let you guess who Ken Pump thinks is going to win that game. Central Michigan. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll come back. Uh, Chuck Esposito is going to join us on the other side, Red Rock Sportsbook director, get his thoughts uh, on not only what happened on Sunday from a uh, book perspective and how it went, uh, but what they're looking at tonight as the New York Giants are double-digit underdogs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football.
3: This is The Edge on v the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back to the segment of The Edge brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zincom find to look at a store near you at ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains
5: nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Yeah, I've got one. I've got two left. You want one? Sure. If you don't, I'll give them to Chuck after the show. Well,
4: I I was going to make the transition joke that uh, I think nobody more than Chuck Esposito and other Bears fans need to find theirs in after what happened (laughs) over the weekend. And also that uh, being a Bears fan, Chuck should probably come with a warning label of its own. How are you feeling after this uh, most recent failure by the Chicago Bears?
7: Oh, not too well, guys. I'm just glad that the game is early on Thanksgiving so I won't be throwing up my turkey after I watch their uh, performance on Thursday.
5: I always say there's one day every year I can sleep in. That's Thanksgiving because I don't want to watch the first three quarters of the Lions game. I wake up and uh, watch the fourth quarter of the Lions game. Hey, Chuck, before we get to uh, Thanksgiving, let's talk about Monday Night Football Giants and Bucks, and uh, where you are at Station Casinos on the number you're out at Red Rock. Are you at 11 and 49 and a half on Giants-Bucks?
7: Bingo, Matt. I mean, that's that's where it's at right now. The Bucks are, you know, they're, they're 4-0. They're undefeated at home this year. They've had some struggles on the road. Giants have lost their last nine primetime games. And Danny Dimes is 0-7 in his short career on primetime football. Bucks come off a bye where Bruce Arian said they played dumb football. Brady didn't even want to talk about it after the game. I think it's a bad spot for the Giants on Monday night.
5: Sounds like you like the Bucks. Is that the way the public's betting the game?
7: They are, Matt. I mean, we've seen a little bit of uh, money come in, uh, you know, on the Giants, but usually, for the most part, the public is backing the Bucks in this game. Okay. The
4: uh, the most shocking part of that stat is the fact that this is going to be uh, Daniel Jones' eighth primetime game.
7: Well,
5: I think that includes (laughs) right. That probably includes Thursday nights, too. Of course.
7: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Still.
4: So, Chuck, as we look ahead uh, to what this weekend is going to be, um, there are three games on Thanksgiving, as humans mentioned, but we can sleep in on uh, the Bears and Lions game. But I will say this in favor of the Detroit Lions. We we talked about this yesterday on the show uh, on opening lines, that actually if you look at the Lions compared to a team like, let's say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you've been betting Detroit on a week-to-week basis, you're actually up. The market's been almost too low on the Lions.
5: Where do you expect this number to get by the time we get to Thanksgiving? Six and four against the spread, the Lions.
7: It, to, to be honest, guys, I'm kind of surprised that it's over three. I think there's value with the Lions. They play hard every week. This is kind of like their Super Bowl. It's on Thanksgiving. They're winless. They're at home, and they're playing against a team that's mm-hmm. reeling, and their coach is on arguably the hottest seat in the league. It wouldn't stun me to see some money come in on the Lions and that we actually need the Bears when this game kicks Thursday morning.
5: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, even though it's tough to pull the trigger on a Lions bet. Um, it getting- is getting three and a half. Uh, Chuck, do you think the Bears are off better off with the Red Rifle or uh, with uh, Justin Fields, a quarterback? It looks like it's going to be Andy Dalton.
7: I think if Justin Fields can play Matt and there was no uh, broken ribs, I think you play him. Uh, every snap that he takes this year uh, for what you're calling your fra- franchise quarterback I think will, will provide dividends in the long run. Um, you're right, it's probably going to be Andy Dalton. But for me, if Fields can go, he's behind center.
5: All right, that's the early game on Thanksgiving and uh three games. That, that will probably draw the least betting handle. Is that accurate, Chuck? The uh the Bears Lions game?
7: Oh, by far, Matt. I mean you've got arguably one of you know the most popular team in the Cowboys and the local bias here for the Raiders and then Bill Saints that night. Yeah, the Bears Lions will, will be a small handle in comparison to the two to the next two games for sure. All
5: right, a lot more betting action on the Raiders and Cowboys game. Dallas is seven point favorite. Chuck, how do you think it changes the way you would handicap the game when you uh, look at the Cowboys and say they're going to have no Amari Cooper, no C.D. Lamb. And we saw Dak Prescott struggle yesterday behind that offensive line in his top two wide receivers. Probably not going to be out there on Thursday.
7: You know, it definitely has an impact, Matt. You know, you, you do have uh, Michael Gallup um, who can step up and, and be a, a wide receiver, be the number one there if you need it. You've got two tight ends in the mix, two good running backs. Um, But it's hard. I mean, we've seen other teams struggle this year when you don't have your wideouts. We saw that happen to the Giants uh, for a long stretch without their wideouts. I think in the Raiders' case, they've lost three straight games. The thing that really stands out for me with the Raiders is that the betting public has sort of left them. Uh, They still back them with their hearts, but not with their pocketbooks. This was the second straight week that ticket counts favored the Raiders' opposition and that we needed the Raiders, which hadn't been the case. For the first eight weeks of the season, Mm -hmm. although the Cowboys have no wideouts, and I think you'll still see some local bias as far as the Raiders go. My guess is we're going to be Raider fans when this game kicks off on uh, Thursday afternoon.
4: All right, let's talk about uh, the late game then. Buffalo Bills, New Orleans Saints, four and a half with a total of 46 and a half. Uh, I would assume, Chuck, that maybe these hooks disappear by the time we get to Thursday. But what do you think?
7: You know, they probably will JVT but i i i'm not a believer in the bills right now i mean they are they have the uh, the ugliest loss this year being a team that was considered a the super bowl front runner in the afc to lose against the jags the way that they did and just get run over yesterday they're not a good team on the flip side the saints quarterback play is atrocious i mean they just signed taysom hill to a 4 year 95 million dollar contract for what position? If you're going to give him that kind of money, don't you need to make sure, see if he can play quarterback? If he's healthy, maybe you start him, because Simeon just isn't getting the job done. Uh, I think you need to have Kamara back here, and I think that hook does go away. If Camara is ruled out, I'm not so sure. I still think we'll need the Saints uh, come Thursday mm-hmm. night. Interesting tidbit. We know the Saints haven't played a lot of home games this year. Because of the, the hurricane and stuff earlier, they're going to be, it's going to be a Drew Brees night. And at halftime, they're going to retire his number. So maybe a motivational standpoint, you get some St. play because of that. But you need Ingram and Kamara to kind of control this game like the Colts did with Taylor yesterday.
5: Yeah, I, I, I want to bet the Saints here, JVT. And I think you feel you the same way catching a four and a half. But I need to make sure Alvin Kamara is going to play in this game.
4: Yeah, he's made a difference. I'll say Trevor Simeon, before yesterday, uh, was doing, uh, I think, an okay job uh, for Sean Payton. I I disagree,
7: JVT. (laughs) I I disagree. I think when you look at the struggles of Simeon and guys like Mason Rudolph, I mean, you you can't back those guys with your dollars. You just can't.
5: All right. A standoff here. JVT's going to find himself (laughs) in the Trevor Simeon camp. Start looking up some numbers <laughs> oh, on Pro Football Focus. I mean, Back I have them. You can I have them, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Titans-Patriots. And suddenly the Pats within reach of the number one seed in the AFC, Chuck. Uh, about a month ago, if you would have said the Patriots are going to be five-and-a-half, six-point favorites over the Titans, you would have laughed. That's the case now. Is this number justified?
7: I think so, Matt. You're right. About a month ago, they weren't even a 500 team. They've now won five straight games. And, you know, they host the Titans here. We knew they'd come back down to earth after beating the Colts twice and and beating the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Rams. Uh, I'm not surprised having a look-ahead game against the Pats, maybe just that it was the Texans that they kind of laid the egg. But the next two weeks for the Patriots could set the stage in the AFC. They host the Titans here, and you've got, you know, A.J. Brown who's banged up that might not play. Same situation in Dallas, maybe without their two top wideouts in Brown and Julio Jones. We know no Henry And the Patriots then follow this up with a primetime Monday night football game at Buffalo in week 13. Three weeks from now, we could be looking at a clear number one seed in the AFC, and that's the hoodie with Mac Jones.
5: I could take it a step farther, Chuck, and say uh, the next four weeks for the Pats. Titans at the Bills, at the Colts, and then home against the Bills. The next four weeks, uh, huge for the Patriots if uh, they can get that number one seed in the AFC. JVT, how about the Colts this week? Well, lost in Indy, by the way. Just chalk that one up. Uh, all right, Indianapolis
4: at home. Chuck, uh, what do we make of this? Because I was making the case. You know, this is a team that was laying three against uh, T- or excuse me, Tennessee when they were at the height of their powers with Derrick Henry. Now they're catching two and a half at home against Tampa Bay.
7: Well, Tampa hasn't been great on the road, JVT. I mean, they've been a much better home team. The Colts are just 3-3 at home. They've won three games in a row. They can run the ball, though. I think anytime you can kind of run the ball and control the clock, that's a good thing. But what does Tampa Bay do just about better than anybody else? Stop the run. It wouldn't surprise me to see this game, especially if Tampa looks really good tonight, Tick up to three. I think it's a tough game for the Colts at home, just my opinion.
5: All right, Chuck Esposito, Red Rock Sportsbook director. He just trashed Trevor Simeon, JVT's favorite quarterback. Let's go to Rams, <laughs> Packers, yeah. in Green Bay. My what second favorite quarterback. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. No, Matthew Stafford. Oh, Matthew think. Stafford, okay.
7: At least I know what jersey to get you for Christmas, JVT. Uh, I'll, I'll order that Trevor Simeon jersey for you, it might be outdated by next year.
5: Do you suspect Aaron Rodgers is going to play or not? Right now it's Pickham or Packers minus one against the Rams on Sunday.
7: I do suspect he'll play, Matt. Um, you know, the, the Rams come off back to back losses and their bye week. The Packers lost this game. Both teams kind of looking up to the Cardinals right now as the number one seed packers are undefeated at home this year and these warm weather teams like the rams really don't like to go play when the weather's kind of crappy and you're up in in lambo where it could be snowy and blustery it's a big game for both these two teams but a bad loss here by the rams who lose three in a row i think it's going to be an uphill battle the rest of the season i think it's a a much bigger game for the rams because the packers are still going to win the north this is a huge game for the rams on sunday
4: chuck it's always good to talk to you sir thanks for the time
7: all right, guys. Happy holidays,
4: and look forward to chatting with you soon. Mm, I don't know. You slandered
5: Trevor Simeon. I will not uh, will not reciprocate those well wishes. I'm, I'm gonna take the middle ground here. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's that good. That's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> On the
0: other side.
3: Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in
2: all areas. Restrictions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
5: Hey, we have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as movement each week to follow trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and a lot more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. If you're tracking the scores at the Maui Invitational, Houston leads Butler 19-3. to The Bulldogs just got on the board.
4: Yes. So um, not a great start, I would say, for Butler.
5: Also, to clarify, the uh, Gonzaga and UCLA games are going to yes. be played in Vegas tonight with the title game tomorrow in Vegas. Uh, so those are not going to be on-campus games tonight. They've really not hyped ticket sales at all for those games. I have tickets for tomorrow night's game, but not tonight's game.
4: Uh, all right. With that, let's get the best bets and roll through these. We'll start in the NBA uh, from the weekend and go into tonight. Uh, how about this? So on Friday, we talked about this Warriors Pistons game. Uh, Steph Curry and company not playing in that contest. The total mm-hmm. just plummeted from two ten at the open all the way down to as low as half Ended up actually with two hundred and seven total points. So you could have set yourself up with a pretty nice middle, but ultimately goes under the total of two ten. So we get there
5: with the best bet on Friday. You know, I followed that game Friday night, and yeah. at the end of the third quarter, it looked like it was going to go over oh, the total. I thought yeah.
4: it was. I thought it was dead over, like especially in the there was a somewhat. Quick start to the, the offense of the first quarter. And of course, that would be the case, right? Uh, in a game like this, where the total plummets that far, but ultimately stays under. So two plays for today. Uh, both of these have moved. These were out in the, uh, the newsletter this morning. Uh, first off, Indiana Pacers. Three and a half against the Chicago Bulls. This is now down to Bulls minus one and a half almost everywhere. Uh, There's some twos out there still as well. But this is it's a couple of things here, right? One, yes, Chicago's on the second leg of back-to-back. They played the New York Knicks yesterday. Uh, But I wrote about this in Points for Weekly last week, Humans, Indiana has the makings of a team that I kind of want to start to play on a little bit as we uh, move forward here over the next couple of weeks. They're starting to get healthy. Chris Duarte missed a few games. He's been back in the lineup over the last two. Their defense uh, in the month of November, uh, 7th best in the NBA. They're starting to get a little bit better on that end of the floor as well. Uh, They do have a legitimate Defensive Player of the Year candidate and, of course, a really good on-ball defender in Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. So this is a play-on team, I think, as we move forward and catching the Bulls in a favorable spot. And I still – like I wrote about this today, I still don't like that bench, 27th and bench mm-hmm. scoring Chicago. They only got 32 out of their bench the other day against New York, uh, and 14 of those came from Kobe White, 10 of which came in the fourth quarter. So give me Indy uh, plus that 3.5. And, and the other, this is up to 10.5 uh, now, but open 9.5. Utah Jazz, we'll lay it. It's a big number with a Jazz team that, as I have talked about, a little overvalued at home. But today against the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that I have been playing against uh regularly over the last two weeks. Uh, you're not going to get the Anthony Melton in this game. Dylan Brooks is not going to play either. Grizzlies 3-5 and five straight up but against the spread. Their defense has been atrocious. Uh, their defensive rating against Minnesota the other day one fifty six point nine. You gotta be kidding! No, uh, so uh, I think this is a, a play against spot against a Utah team that I think matches up well against the Memphis
5: Grizzlies. With that, you got some nice yeah. closing line value. It appears on those NBA games.
4: Yeah, and so we've been. What I've been doing too is for those who are not following, uh, I have uh, we'll put up the I'll put up the article with the best bets first. Get those out there before the lines move, and then, you know, fill in the rest as the morning goes along. So, again, vsun.com slash JVT. Those go up about 7 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. So make sure you get those. And, by the way, uh, Andy puts up the NHL betting market reports every day, too, and those go up at about the same time as well. So check those out. Uh, NFL, over the weekend, two plays, two wins. Texans plus 10.5, outright win there. Two underdogs with outright wins, actually, and Colts plus 7.5. Get the victory over the Buffalo Bills. I will be adding an underdog this week. Are you ready for this, Matt Humans?
5: You know what? An underdog money line parlay paid off on those two. Oh, no. What? About uh, 11 to 1. Nice. I had it totally. I knew it the whole time that they were both going to win. I know somebody who bet that. Oh, really? Bet the underdog. It was not me, but I know somebody showed me the ticket yesterday, and uh, that's a nice payoff. But nice job by you on two live dogs there.
4: This is not on purpose. We did not add this after the Chuck Esposito conversation. Give me the Saints plus four and a half against the Buffalo (laughs) Bills. (laughs) I said this this morning. Uh, Look, this is a couple things. I I do think Trevor Simeon is better than Chuck represented there. Eight touchdowns to two interceptions. Uh, PFF grades in the two previous games before that of over 70. Mm. Uh, He's actually got a big-time throw rate that is equal to Josh Allen coming into this game. It's a PFF metric.
5: Yeah, but Josh Allen stinks. uh, He does.
4: Uh, And uh, we're talking about three straight games down in which the Saints have outgamed their opponents, have performed a little bit better. So uh, I will take this in terms of the Saints plus four and a half. I also think the number is going to move in that direction. So well, I'll jump I'm on it
5: probably going to play it too, but uh, I talked to one bookmaker this morning who said he thinks this number is going to five because of uh, so much public support for the Bills, even after the blowout loss to the Colts yesterday. And do you want to make sure that Alvin Kamara is going to play, or is you okay if, if he doesn't play? So the
4: reports that I've read have indicated like some positive momentum in that direction, so I feel confident enough in playing it, uh, but also I do think that, like we've talked about before, like running backs, I get it, Alvin is great, but personally... I've seen enough from the Saints over these last few weeks to feel comfortable taking four and a half regardless mm-hmm.
5: of a status. I'm probably going to be on that side as well. Yeah. I also had the Colts winner, uh, a teaser winner on the Patriots and Ravens. Man, I had to sweat out the end of that Ravens-Bears game. Oh, and, you know, it was – I thought Lamar, Lamar Jackson was going to play. I had good information that Kyler Murray was not going to play, but it seemed like arrows were pointing towards Lamar Jackson playing, and that was not the case. And uh, Tyler Huntley with a big-time throw. Yep. You talk about the big-time throw uh, right. that. How about the throw he made under pressure to um, set up the winning score for uh, Baltimore? So that teaser was a winner. And then tonight, you and I are both. Did you play the Giants? I got the Giants plus 11. Is I got the contest. Which con- yeah. is a contest play yeah. for you. Our college football recap. Five and three over the weekend, two losers in the ACC. Like I, sh- I should have stuck to what I said a long time ago, and never handicap ACC football again because I can't win in that conference. You know what's
4: funny is I what? was going, I was looking at those uh, over the weekend, like the, yeah.
5: your plays and the emails, and I yeah. was like, ah, he
4: played ACC football. Like I that. know.
5: <laughs> I got sucked into it, and uh, I'm not going to do it again. But five and one outside yeah. the ACC, yeah. so there's the positives Play to your strengths as a handicapper. Don't bet on your weaknesses. My weakness is the ACC football. Not going to do it again. Nevada with a triple overtime loser on Friday night. And then the uh, winners on West Virginia, UCLA, Hawaii, Utah, and Oregon State. All pretty easy winners, uh, but two, two losers in the <laughs> ACC. And then uh, college hoops. Friday night, I was at T-Mobile. Played 12-and-a-half with Michigan against UNLV. Rebels foul with 3.7 seconds left. And uh, Muse Diatike, I think, uh, I'm not sure if I pronounced that yeah. right, Diakite for Michigan, who had missed fourth straight free throws in the second half, steps up there and knocks two down to get the 13 point win and the cover for the Wolverines. Why, if you're Kevin Kruger, the UNLV coach, would you tell your players to foul? When you're down 11 with 10 seconds to go. Two and stri- he was over there telling his guys to foul. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? You, you okay. never give up, humans. You never give up. You never quit. <laughs> um, by yeah.
4: the way, two consecutive games with a questionable fouls inside 10 seconds for UNLV.
5: Yeah. That's true, but I don't think the Rebels got screwed last night. No, I do not. I'd say the uh, the choice to commit a foul. That so was, a, choose, was a lucky, undeserved win on Michigan, but I'll say that makes up for that unlucky, undeserved loss they had on Villanova last right. week, so it's all square. Everything all evens right. out, man. <laughs> not, it doesn't always even out, but in this case, it has so far. Yes. All right. Uh, with that. Uh, last
4: couple of minutes here, um, college football, I know there were opening lines uh, that had stuck out to you in terms of Circa's opening numbers that we talked about a little bit yesterday on the show. And, of course, front and center uh, is the big one, Ohio State at Michigan. Ohio State opened seven uh, with a total of 64 and a half in that rivalry spot against Michigan. And like uh, we, t- we touched on this a little bit on the opening lines. From a matchup perspective, I just I don't know if we've seen enough to think that Michigan would stay inside this number against Ohio
5: State. No, it's – I still think it's a bad matchup for Michigan because all the speed and uh, the talent at the the wide receiver position for Ohio State. Michigan has not been facing offenses anywhere near as dangerous as the Buckeyes. And you saw it the last couple weeks and what Ohio State did against Purdue and against Michigan State. It's it's insane. I know Michigan State's pass defense ranks last in college football. But to put up 49 points and 500 yards in the first half, by the way, Mel Tucker better sign that $95 million contract extension now. Yes. That's, yes. How can you be a defensive minded head coach, have the worst pass defense in college football and get a $95 million contract extension? I, uh, you got a pretty good agent. Uh, I I've got to see it to believe it with uh, Michigan. I know it's a square play, but I'm probably going to lay the points with Ohio state. Uh, the last two times these teams have played, it's basically been 30 point Michigan, uh, Michigan losses. And, uh, I don't think it's going to be that lopsided this time, but I'm not going to be surprised to see Ohio State win by 20 points. So uh, Ryan Day also said he wants to hang 100 on Michigan after Jim Harbaugh ticked him off last year. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if he gets the chance, he will try because he's not going to show mercy to Michigan. Uh, As far as these other games, it's – It's tricky, I think, to uh, back Stanford at this point. It looks like the Cardinal have quit. They were just blown out by Cal in the big game. And uh, there's not much going on positive with the Stanford program right now. And you saw what Notre Dame did wasting Georgia Tech over the weekend. I think laying 16 with Michigan was probably the the right idea. In fact, that number is on the way up right now.
4: Yeah. Uh, Also, we were on
5: with Notre Dame against style points do matter yeah. it's, at this point. And coaches are going to pay attention to that, but you think Brian Kelly was paying, paying attention to that when he beat Georgia tech 55, zero, <laughs> he's going to try to, he knows he's got to beat Stanford bad to have any shot. To get to the playoff. Well, especially when the conversation around the other team, uh, Cincinnati,
4: has been about style points and the fact that they mm-hmm. lack them for the most part until this past weekend. Uh, all right, we are all done. vison.com slash podcast. You missed out on any part of your favorite shows, including this one. You can find all of them up there. veason.com slash JVT. It's one of the best uh, portions of the website. Also, check out that prop tracker. I think Matt Santos is on that every single day, just making sure he knows what the updated odds are on rookie of the year and coach of the year in the National Football League. My guys in the desert, coming up next.